0: Texas, Kansas, and your Baylor Bears. One of those teams has to win this conference. Who is it going to be? This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I am Drake Tolt from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. And that, with an entrance as grand as ever, is Robbie Triano, the Triano kid. Who can or cannot dunk a basketball? Can't yet. Can't yet. Yeah. And this is Locked On Baylor. Thank you for making it your first listen every single day. Robbie is with SiriusXM, Big 12 Radio. Are you the host? How does that work?
1: Uh, so I'm the producer of that show, so I make all my hosts sound really good. Well, I do all the work behind the scenes and get the guests and stuff. Uh, and then I get
0: no credit. Uh, but okay. that's how it works behind the scenes. So they don't, you don't really talk on the show. They wouldn't know you from the show.
1: They, they, I, I do chime on the show quite a few times. Usually I'm like the basketball guy now. So if they need someone to, like they need the football guys to talk basketball, they'll bring me in. Uh, but really I just sit in, like in the background and just wait for them to shut up.
0: Well, that's, that's today. Today is basketball. You have your own basketball podcast now, I've heard as well. You want to plug that now? You can plug it now.
1: Yeah, uh, the Midwest Madness podcast. I talk all things Big Twelve hoops. We cover the entire league right now. Uh, it's a fun time. I uh, follow us on Twitter at mw underscore madness big twelve. So yeah, if you are done listening to this, come get your basketball feed feed
0: with me. Food? Ba- basketball? Basketball body. food. Go eat. Your basketball.
1: There. Oh yes,
0: uh, Robbie. I saw a tweet yesterday. Uh, also, I hope everybody had a good Valentine's Day. I took a psychology test and I bombed it. Did terrible. Apparently, there's all kinds love of of like,
1: that stuff <laughs> in your brain
0: that does that. I have no idea. But if I don't graduate, because my psychology 1103 class that'll be tragic. Um but I'm on I'm on track to not do that. I'm on track to not graduate now because of it. Robbie, so I'm I'm lifting my spirits with this with this tweet that I saw yesterday that says that Robbie Triano, who has correctly chosen two Big 12 football champions mid-ish season, has Baylor men's basketball winning the Big 12 conference. So I my first question when I saw this was, "Oh, I wonder if Robbie has looked at Baylor's remaining schedule?" compared to Texas or Kansas. Robbie, since you are Robbie, you, the floor is yours. Uh, how much research went into this decision? I actually
1: did look at the schedules and stuff. And when I look at the league, there wasn't a team necessarily for a major part that like above was just clear ahead of everybody else. It seemed like for a while there were six teams just like kind of laying on top of each other. No team was necessarily above the rest of them. And now that this point of the year, we're seeing Iowa State fall off. We're seeing Kansas State fall off. TCU has had all these injuries. And you're right. There's three teams. Texas, it's Kansas. And for me, I think it's Baylor. Because what they do offensively, no one else in the league can do. Defensively, bad. But Jonathan Chama Chachua, I'm saying that correctly, right?
0: Yes, you are. We change it every week around here. But, yes, that is the way we say it right now.
1: And I hate that every time someone says his name, they have to be like, did I say it right? Well, I did that. I'm sorry every day, John. Uh, But he brings something that the league doesn't necessarily have. And that is a competent big, really, and a big that can play defense and switch on a lot of different things. And I trust that by the end of the year that they're going to be in a spot where they can win a lot of good games at the highest level because they have so many elite things on their team. And when you look at their remaining schedule, you have at Kansas, that's your next game that's going to be really difficult. That's the hardest game left on your schedule. But then you play at Kansas State, who is a team that is right now just not finding things. They are just completely opposite of what we know from the beginning of the year. You're home for Texas, and I think that is the other hurdle that you have to face. You play at Oklahoma State right now, who is the hottest team in the entire Big 12 besides yeah. Baylor. They're absolutely rolling. And then you close with Iowa State, that I think that's a team that I think Baylor can handle. So for me, like, I look at Baylor's road. It's not as difficult as their early part of the year. And they have the pieces right now to really claim another regular season title. And if you told me after game three of the conference slate, I would have said no, no way in hell, but they've somehow just like survived everything and have just been so damn hot.
0: Oh, oh, and three. That's how I would describe you, by the way, just good at everything. and so damn hot. Um, (laughs) You should add that to your LinkedIn profile. The the 0 and 3 start, two losses at home, too. Like we were all right. Ship's sinking. This team's not elite. And I still think there are whole, there are definitely holes here. Flo Thamba is is maybe one of the worst starters in the Big 12 right now. Um I, I that's just like I he's gonna he's gonna fill that role because it's what he he's just he's always started. And then John comes off the bench and is really, really good at basketball. I I I'm not gonna get I don't understand. I don't, it's not my job to understand. It's fine. The the slate down the down the stretch here with Texas, which is a huge matchup, the Kansas game on the road, you've got to go 4-1 and one to win the Big 12, in my opinion. The sneaky team here, too. We haven't mentioned this, Robbie. We haven't mentioned this. Oklahoma State and Kansas played last night. At the time of us recording this podcast, I have no idea what happened to that game in Stillwater. Neither do you. So this entire conversation could be moot if Oklahoma State wins and they're now tied for second in the conference with Kansas or, you know, third, I guess, quasi. Uh, and and that could change some stuff because their slate's not the toughest down the road. But I w- here's what I don't here's what I don't understand: Why take this away from Texas? Because to me, it feels despite the Texas Tech loss, it still feels squarely like this is Texas league to lose. Really, you think Texas is the best in the league right now? I don't know if I say best in the league, but their schedule's not terrible. Like they they're in a really good schedule spot right now.
1: Yeah, th- that's a good point. I enjoy watching Texas. I'm not saying, like, you're you're very wrong. But, like, for me, Texas needs to find some more things scoring besides Marcus Carr because or Serge Bar-Rice, who has just been an absolute beast. Yeah. Texas is the deepest team in the entire league when it comes to just, like, you can play this amount of players. Like, they can legitimately play nine to ten players. And I think Baylor confidently says seven. Really? You have your starting lineup. You have JTT and you have Langston love. And then maybe Caleb Lohner, no. who looks like, like the statue of David, who is just really just a big body who can't necessarily score and is kind of okay defensively. Uh, Caleb Lohner, to me, is just like a pawn. I actually had this point about Flo Thamba, just to get off Texas for a second. Flo Thamba is like, I play a lot of chess now because I'm trying to expand my brain.
0: Flo hey, Thamba and you're trying is trying to dunk a, a basketball.
1: Yes. I'm, a lot is happening this year. Flo Thamba is legitimately the human version of the pawn piece in chess. He does some things he can, he can, you know, take some people out. He can do some things, but when it comes to, if you have to win, you're not relying on the pawn, like Flo Thamba, even scoring inside, like he'll get a rebound right next to the basket and somehow like miss, and then go on the line for a free throw and only make one of them. But back to Texas, the really good team, really good defensively. But from what I've seen from Baylor and Kansas right now they have a different they have something different with scoring right now Baylor is obviously better than Kansas is scoring but Kansas has Jalen Wilson and they have Grady Dick and Texas has not that so that's why I have more faith in in Baylor and Kansas right now and it just feels like when we go into the season we're like oh this league is going to be different and when it comes in the middle of the season we're like this league has so much parity. but now we're just going back to okay it's Kansas and Baylor which is what has been dominating the, the league for the last four years now.
0: Baylor against West Virginia earlier this week, just a three point barrage, which is not they're not unaccustomed to. 14 for 27, which is nuts. The if they fall like that, the Bears are in a good spot. The defense, you're right, still not great, but if you're hitting shots at that rate, you're going to beat everybody in the league, home or away. Um, that kind of consistency will it stay? I, I maybe. I don't know if everyday John's the reason that that opened up, but you can make that case. Right. I just like, when I look at Texas, I see they play Oklahoma at home. That's a win. I was stayed at home. That's a win. Baylor on the road, probably lost TCU on the road. A win if TCU is not healthy. And then Kansas at home is uh, that could very well be a win. E- even if they go three and two in that stretch, I think that's a very favorable stretch for Texas to, to take the leak in which case Baylor needs to go four and one down the stretch. Not going to be easy to do, especially when you're on the road at Kansas and you face a Texas team at home where you could be playing for the conference title, and both Texas and KU know, they end the year with each other so they could be playing for a conference title in Austin. I love this. Do you like this? You're a basketball guy. I like this conference. There are, I'll give Oklahoma State a nod. There are four teams that are within striking distance. I like this.
1: No, I I absolutely do, and obviously we don't know the outcome of the Kansas-Oklahoma State game, but if Oklahoma State wins that, you legitimately have to put them in the conversation of, oh my God, like they can actually win this. And it's like, statistically, there are a bunch of teams that can compete for it. But I think you and I know, like we've seen elite level of basketball in this conference. You being a Baylor guy, I've just been behind the scenes working with the big 12. Like we know what elite basketball in this conference is. And there are like three teams right now. Oklahoma State can be the team that can surprise everybody. But no, I absolutely love watching this, this league as a whole. And you watch like even a team like Texas Tech, like, I'm worried. I'm like, like, honestly, Baylor fans should be thankful that they crushed Texas Tech like late earlier.
0: True. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah.
1: But like, that's a team no one wants to face. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a team that, re- like, wreaks havoc for the top of the league the last couple of games. They like, may Oklahoma,
0: accidentally Oklahoma. make the tournament.
1: That's impossible. I think the only way they can do that is if they win the Big 12, like, tournament. There's, I, if they win out, like, that's just a miracle. Like, that's, I I just True. see that, like, But, like, the net likes them. Like, they're in the top 60 for them. yeah, this league is just incredible.
0: Yeah. Well said. You know what else is incredible? Me? You ever use FanDuel? Yeah. It's the official sports betting partner of the NBA. That's the National Basketball Association. It is FanDuel. Right now. No sweat first bet. One time only. FanDuel.com forward slash locked on all caps. I make a bet. I'm not going to sweat for $3,000. 3,000 Andre 2,000. This is 3,000. That's a no sweat first bet. You you take the Clippers and you're like, "Okay, the Clippers are playing." And you say like, "I think the Clippers are going to win this basketball game." I don't know anything about the Clippers. I'm just going to put $3,000 on them to win. Oh, if they didn't win, that's okay. You get $3,000 in bonus bets. $3,000 free play. So it's like 3,000 of your dollars. You can invest it. This is like crypto. This is like, uh, like like Bitcoin, but getting on the front end of Bitcoin. There's spreads, there's money lines, there's totals, there's rebounds, there's assists. You could do like a two-by-three. So two three-pointers in the first three minutes of that Clippers game or the Kings game or whatever. I don't care. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Bonus bets. All of that back. It's safe. It's secure. It's fun. It's easy to use. Just go download it. Go look at it. It's aesthetically pleasing. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's the official sports betting partner of the NBA and of Locked On. FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon, Robbie. I uh, am and currently in the middle of the intramural basketball season. Dropped uh, eight points oh, on a two for four nice. shooting performance earlier this week against a pretty solid
1: basketball. That was my favorite part of college. So That's I'm actually great.
0: Excited oh, it's awesome. great. Well, field of sixty four has been released sixty three actually this year. Point of contention: field of sixty three this season. Yours truly right. plays tonight against the Korean Student Association. So. We'll see how that goes. Salty team. Salty team. They've got they got some scores. And if we win, we play our big rivals next round, too. So again, two for four. I'm starting to find my shot from outside. I feel good. I feel good. How about do you it.
1: describe your game? Like, what is your, like, I'm a three and D guy. Like I'm, mm. I live on the perimeter. I'll cut if I need to. But my thing is I play phenomenal defense. My lateral quickness is off the charts.
0: You know, I wish I was better at rebounding. I really, and I, it could be, it's an effort thing. It's an effort thing. I just, the ball goes off the rim. I, uh, somebody else. I, How tall are you
1: again? Like six, six four. Three? Okay. Um, so I'm six two. So we're like, we're both kind of similar as in like, we're tall, but we're um, not big. If you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People will be like, "Oh, the tall guy. Let me. Let, he'll go down low. No, that's not our role. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're not peru- mm-hmm. We're not that.
0: Strong. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not getting a huge board defensively. Put me in the middle. Two, three. Put me in the middle. I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna take a charge. I'm gonna foul somebody. They're gonna know I'm there. Offensively, I'm stretching it out. I uh, look. I'll take the shot. I'll take the shot. I'll dribble a little bit. I'll do it. That's what. That's what the Baylor Bears do, Robbie. It's what the Someone
1: Baylor. One said to you like, "Hey, you remind me a lot of Flo Thomba on the court. Are you taking that as an insult or a compliment?"
0: um I'm, I'm punching them i've never punched anyone in my life i've never punched anyone in my life but that would do it that would do it i don't know if you saw the video i got really excited man that when they just flow thumbbug against west virginia like they called out his name and he ran on the floor and it's yes first play of the game he misses a layup legendary man <laughs> legendary uh we give him a lot of flack on this show but it's to build him up it's to make him better it's they this team they use audio clips from shows and podcasts so I know I, I I've been there man if I see these guys in a dark alleyway that's it it's been fun they're gonna eat it's been fun um robbie why the, you you we've talked about three point shooting and Baylor's obviously good at that but their defense robbie their defense is the worst in the big 12 how yeah. do you how do you expect this team to not uh, like okay yes win the league but I can only imagine you would assume Baylor's national championship caliber if they're going to be the Big 12 champion. But why? If the defense is so bad, why? I think this
1: team has some good defensive players. JTT is obviously that guy. Did like, you make that is, case for it, any
0: team, by the way? About what? This team has some good defensive players?
1: Um, Kansas has, I think, the best on-ball defensive players in the whole league. Texas has the best team defense, in my opinion, watching them besides Oklahoma State. They're just really long and will disrupt you. Baylor is just a small team. Like, we obviously know, you know, all the Baylor fans know, you have so many guards, and you have to rely on them. And, like, that's, you're going to just, like, lose some things on that. You have Jalen Bridges, which I think is just a, a really good player who knows his role, who is long, can disrupt things, play a lot of positions. Flo Thamba, like, where I don't want to make this the Flo Thamba hate episode. But just like that would be like there.
0: the ninth that we've done, by the way.
1: He stands there, he knows what to do. He's not um, you don't want him to switch onto other people, but I think when it comes to guarding the paint, he he does the role. He is like a C plus B minus defender. He does his job. This team defensively is definitely flawed, but I think what they make up for it is scoring. And if they can just get in key situations, a stop, couple of stops, like they can outshoot everybody that that's where I like feel the most faith with them. And because of everyday John, like watching him play, he's not all the way there yet. Mm-hmm. Like there's times on pick and rolls. He kind of doesn't know where to go, but his effort is insane. His ability to just stay in front and disrupt a lot of people. He's become one of my favorite watches in the entire league as he like comes back. Um, And I had this, I had this point too, Josh neighbors and I were talking locked on big 12. Hey, He brought this up, and I was actually kind of confused. Little Rock's what? own
0: Josh Neighbors?
1: Correct. So uh, you have Davion Mitchell, you have Jared Butler, and you have Macy Oteague. Yes. Would you rather have that three, or would you rather have Adam Flagger, LJ Cryer, Keontae George? I think one is offensively more gifted. The other, I think, has defense and, and offense as well. Or is
0: that a stupid question? Uh, it's hard. I, I don't – because, look, I think a lot of Baylor fans – a lot of listeners are going to hear that, and they're going to write it off immediately. Say that's, that's stupid. Um, yeah, they
1: say it's a championship group. But I think offensively, like, this trio is just – I almost swore it – just elite. Like, yeah. they are incredible. Even if Kante George doesn't have a good game, the other two just elevate.
0: The the one difference – and this, this was a stat at the end of the West Virginia game. Baylor was – with three minutes to go, two for 16 in the paint. This is the worst team maybe in college basketball at scoring in the paint through their bigs. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Flo Thompson's not going to go up strong. He dunked it once. He's dunked it a couple times. I think every time he dunks it, he's just thinking in his head, ha, 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 take that, Locked On Baylor. I really do. I see it in his eyes. And you just don't get a lot of that. You don't get a lot of that. Jay, Jonathan's pretty pretty similar. to. He's shooting more threes now. He's stretching it out. And look, Davion Mitchell could take the ball and get to the basket, and you don't know how, like, where did he go? Same for Jared Butler. I just, I don't. You get that out of Kiante, but I mean, Flagler and Cryer, both—they'll give you a little bank shot. They'll get it twelve feet out and have—I mean—they'll find a way to hit that one. But getting to the basket, shot creation—it's it, different. It's tough to compare these two. It's good. It's not. It's not a bad question, Rob Dog.
1: Yeah, I think defensively, one is definitely so much better. But like Kiante yeah. George, for me, like. You guys better appreciate him, and I think you guys do, and like there's some games he is not necessarily all the way there, but for what he's doing in a league that is so damn old, like this league yeah. like there are no good freshmen in this league besides Grady Dick, like there's a reason why who I, okay, hello, you your hands uh, raised yes
0: no you're you're right I, he, and here's i want i want I want to affirm your point, Mr Triano i bail like when I think Baylor I think old. I look at Baylor and I'm like, oh, LJ Cryer, national championship team. Flo mm-hmm. Thomba started on that team. Adam Flagler played on that team. And then Jalen Bridges is old. Caleb Loner's played a couple of years of basketball. Like, I think old team. Baylor's the second youngest team in the Big 12. It doesn't It doesn't really make any sense to right. me. Like, I, I, this is a team that is starting four guys that have three years or more of college basketball experience. And they're an old team. And, and they're still still the second youngest in the big 12. Like this league is full of guys that aren't going to be huge NBA prospects. They're just really damn good college basketball players. a la yeah. like a Luca Garza who does yeah. play in the NBA now, by the way.
1: Yeah. He plays for Timberwolves, but that's it. Like you nailed it there because, because of the transfer portal, so many coaches can get a player who played three or four years at another school and bring them in. Like I look at Marquis <laughs> Noel, like he, he played at a different school. Now he's on his fifth season you have Keontae Johnson for, for Kansas state who played at Florida, had his heart thing. And then you even look at Oklahoma state, you have like Caleb Asbury, you have John Michael, Wright, Like those,
0: Caleb Boone's been there since I was born.
1: Yeah. And this league is just so old. And with the COVID eligibility, like everybody is just old in this league. And that's why, like, like, I, I wish Keontae George could be here for another year. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen just because he's that talented, but like, people need to appreciate what he's doing in this league because he's going up against grown men and kind of like at points being the best player on the floor. And that's just a sign of an incredible talent right now.
0: Got to take over card. That's what I like. What I do like about this team they're they're, they are streaky. They are inconsistent. That is, that's a flaw. So come March, they could be bounced in the round of 32 because they have a bad shooting performance, but every game it rotates one night. It's Langston love. He drops 25. The next night it's Keontae who drops 25. Then it's LJ. And then it's Adam. You don't see a lot of nights where they all have thirteen to fifteen. That doesn't really happen. But somebody takes over, and when they have the hot hand, they just ultimate made eight threes against West Virginia, which is really good. Uh, Robbie, I'm. I want to pivot now. Quite literally, I'm just pivot my chair. Uh, can you go? Can you go a full three sixty there? Or no? Yeah, you can. That was impressive. You didn't even get tangled up in your cord. That was impressive, Robbie. One of the big. They they say, I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit at our company. They say, play the hits, you know, also just okay. stray wire sitting out of the wall right here. Um, they say, play the hits. It's such a college room. And one of the hits right now is conference conference expansion, realignment, uh, the Pac-12, namely. But I, I've been hearing some stuff. I know you're well-connected in the Big 12. I've been hearing Tulane. I've been hearing... Other uh, the things about Tulane? What's going on, man? What's are we going to we going to add more people?
1: Yeah, from what it looks like uh the Pac-12 is in a lot of trouble. Um I'm just yeah, looking at Yeah, that statement. <laughs> I'm looking at a blank screen right now because we pivot so all the people at home listening to this on the on the podcast is like what is he doing? I'm just looking at a screen, not you. It's very jarring. Um the Pac-12 is in a whole lot of trouble just because they're not going to get a good TV deal whatsoever. And if you're a school like Oregon or Washington or even a school like Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and you still want to be a national player in sports and athletics, you're going to look at the Big Ten. You're going to look at the SEC, look at the Big 12, who actually has a pretty solid deal for what the Big 12 is and having no blue bloods. And you're going to look at your media deal and be like, we're going to be so far behind. And we can't just keep on calling our donors to be like, hey, can you fund us Mm -hmm. or like make sure we're competing at the highest level? There's going to be a school being like, I can't, you can't financially hold us to this while everybody else is thriving. And that's where the Big 12 is like the safe haven because geography wise, it would make no sense if any school joined the SEC. It would make some sense if some schools joined the Big Ten. But the Big Ten has openly said they do not want to expand to new schools because they don't want to keep splitting up that pie. And then you have the big 12 who has 12 teams after OU in Texas, and they can be like, okay, we'll come to us. Geography wise, we're right next to you. So it's not too far off compared to everybody else. And also like you can be one of the premier programs in this conference. And that's where I think the big 12 has so much leverage. Who should we be adding? I think it's PAC 12 schools. I think you get Colorado, you get Arizona, you get Arizona state, And if you can get Oregon or Washington, sure. I do not see that happening just because, like, they should just go to the Big Ten just because it makes more sense brand wise. If we get them, home run higher. But, like, would you get an SMU, a Boise State, a Tulane? I think Brett Yormark's going to shoot higher. Like, absolutely. I don't see him just saying, oh, we're going to get these other scraps or not scraps. That's kind of rude to them, but just like, we're just going to keep on getting group of five schools and making them power five. I think he wants to go big game hunting. I think he's going to hunt George Kleevkov, not literally shoot him, but shoot the conference. Figuratively. Figuratively.
0: The yo, know, so Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, and Houston. What do they all have in common? They're schools. Yes. Power 5 school to be exact. And I would consider them to be pretty much the top 4 brands of the teams that were left over that weren't in Power 5 conferences. Like that those are four really solid teams. So when you say the scraps about SMU, Memphis, Boise State, San Diego State, Fresno State, I think you I think you're onto something. I think you're on to something. Like there's look look, you can keep taking teams like that, but what what true value are they going to add to the Big 12 when teams like Oregon and Washington exist? I'm to to hone in on the Pac 12 for a little bit. But number 1, Fubo TV not going to do it. Like, this is, like, the whole, like, we're Amazon TV, not going to do it. This Pac-12 of Dark didn't work. This is bad. They are sinking. Point two, this is a question for you, Robbie. What do you think of the Big 12's, the the Pac-12's strategic use of the word consummate? Terrible.
1: Um, If you haven't seen that release, they basically said, we're going to, like, a media deal may come out soon. But basically saying, like everybody we're blinking twice we are in a lot of trouble please help us a whole lot yeah it's um
0: please don't be scared we will be consummating a deal soon you'll be what yeah what are, what are you doing
1: huh you've was been very
0: it was a unique press release for sure oregon state too they uh the beavers are in that conference
1: yeah um yeah when i say like scraps for the other schools like The Big 12 and, like, Bob Bowles, people get so much crap for the OU Texas thing, as he should. But, like, what else was he going to do? Like, he should have either expanded more early on or just, like, tried more to make them happy. But, like, it what happened? But what he did that, like, was genius was getting those four schools. Because you can't be like, oh, they got Cincinnati. It's like, no, Cincinnati was in the college football playoff. Oh, they got BYU. BYU is one of the biggest brands out of anybody in this whole country just because they have an entire religion on their side and also historically known. They got UCF. UCF is in Florida and also just been really good the last decade. Recent
0: national champions.
1: And, oh, they got Houston. Houston, first of all, best basketball program maybe in the country right now when it comes and what's happening. And also – Football wise, like it's in Texas and everybody knows of that school. So when I say scraps, it's just like, oh, the other ones. Like when I saw the Pac 12 was getting SMU, I legitimately laughed. Like, ha mm-hmm. <laughs> ha, nobody cares. Like nobody is going to care and be like, oh dude, SMU's on. I gotta watch that. Like, I hope when people see Cincinnati, they're like, oh, I gotta watch that because they're really good. And mm-hmm. that's where like I think the Pac 12 is screwed. And if they somehow manage it and they get a streaming deal with the FUBU's or the whatever Majiggies or the free sports. They are not growing their brand, and that is what is going to be the death of them. Because if everyone has to go, instead of getting cable, and go through all these hoops to go watch it, they're just going to be like, eh, it's not worth it. You're going to get your loyal fans to care, but are you going to get, let's say, I watch the game at a bar. Like, is the bar going to then turn off the cable, get a smart TV, go to that, get in the stick so they know? That's going to be too much work. They're just not going to do it. So if they do a streaming-only deal, that's going to be the death of the Pac-12. And I don't think any of the schools are down for that.
0: It's 1 a.m. It's 1 a.m. on a Friday, actually. So it's now Saturday. Bartender, hey, you got that Washington State-Memphis game? (laughs) Yeah. That's our flow sports. Can we get that on the TV?
1: Just SVP. I love how that's the voice of the Pac-12 fan. <laughs> they're just... not even
0: Pac-12. But this is just this guy's so drunk in a bar somewhere in the northeast.
1: I... Or when someone comes home from the bar and they're really drunk and now they have to turn on the TV and go to the right channel, they're just gonna be drunk and confused. And they're yeah. just not gonna know what like, to do whatsoever.
0: I just, no idea. Um, Robbie, there's so many things I want to ask you because I want to pick your brain about the schedule because Texas plays at Houston and then they immediately said, all right, fine, we'll leave. Um, I, people came out and they're like, oh, why didn't the big 12 bone Texas or Oklahoma more? Oklahoma only has six home games and Texas plays at Houston. That's just humiliating. Um, so I'm, that's, that's my opinion. I'm not gonna give you room for yours, but Texas and Oklahoma are leaving a hundred million dollars. You're not gonna see that money. I'm not gonna see that money. So none of us be will be very clear there. Like I don't know, the money doesn't matter to me, but also it's kind of cool. It's like they're leaving early and they have to pay eighty million dollars.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, all the fans who are like, Yeah, our school's getting money. It's like you see none of that Mm-mm. ever.
0: It's not gonna help. And you. for the
1: schools that like Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC, like, good luck. Like, I think basketball wise, they're gonna be thankful. Like, oh, we actually get to compete for stuff. I know Texas is doing re- really well now, and like Yeah, maybe we'll miss them, but also we're getting in Houston and maybe getting in Gonzaga and maybe expanding. If we get Arizona, uh, we're even better. So basketball-wise, this conference is going to be just fine. Football-wise, yeah, we're going to miss them. Uh, But they haven't been very good the
0: last couple of years.
1: Oklahoma, we can't say anything about Oklahoma. like They've just been dogging everybody for years. But for Texas, yeah, you guys are cowards. Good luck.
0: What have you you done for me lately? Texas lost to Washington in that bowl game, and Oklahoma went – under 500. So, see ya. And thanks for the money on your way out, too. Um, Rob, you already talked about that Midwest podcast. The, uh, the XM stuff, man. People want to go listen to that. If Don Watson wants to go listen to that, where can she go?
1: <laughs> uh, you can go to SiriusXM. Uh, get a subscription. Steal your mom's credit card. Or, like, go in the car. Uh, channel 375. I work on Big 12 today. It's from 2 to 5 Central. Uh, with Gabe Biker, Chris Plank, Ian Fitzsimmons. A lot of fun shows, all the best topics. Uh, if you were to replay tomorrow or yesterday's show, LJ Cryer is on the show. I so know he had a, He had a big game. Uh, we've had Adam Flagler on. We have all of your favorite players, coaches, whatever on. It's a lot of fun. If you're done with that and you're done with Lockdown Baylor or Lockdown Big 12 or whatever you're listening to, uh, go to the Midwest Madness podcast, all things basketball, and I touch on the entire league.
0: My favorite coach is Eddie Sutton. you going to have him on? Yeah. Don't make empty promises you can't keep. He's really dead. He's yeah. Really dead.
1: Yeah. It's not as uh, bad as uh, extra tidbit. Um, what's his name? Boone Pickens.
0: Yeah, yeah T Boone. Uh,
1: on, on air, uh, Ian Fitzsimmons, who m- people may know, he does a lot of college football stuff. Uh, he was like, Well, Oklahoma State, like at least they got Boone Pickens to give out all those NIL deals. And it's like, Hey buddy, um <sighs> really dead. So that uh, is tough. <laughs> yeah, we had we had on air be like, hey, oh. that guy's not only dead, but been dead for years. Yeah. So. T-Boon's
0: not around anymore. Not around. T-Boon Pickens. I'm not T-Boone Pickens, and neither is Robbie Toronto. thankfully, because we're still alive. I'm Drake Tol from Sports Illustrated Inside the Bears. That's Robbie Toronto from SiriusXM. This has been locked on. Baylor always will be. Thank you for making it your first listen every single day. Come back tomorrow. Uh, we're we gonna talk about sports. I don't even I haven't even planned the show yet. Hope you had a good balance. Day. This has been locked on. Baylor!